Hi, you are listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. And I'm your host, Abigail Gazda. Welcome everybody to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. I have a very special guest, Jeff Kroom, and I'm going to give you his formal introduction in just a second, but I really want to share that I met Jeff Kroom at a speaker's retreat in San Diego, California, and he is a shining star in the room. Like everything that comes out of this man's mouth is brilliant and just selfless. And I can constantly hear his commitment to people himself, like everybody having their best life and really fully living this one life that we do have. And he's got some amazing stories of growth and transformation and overcoming adversity. And so we're going to dive into some of that stuff today, but I definitely want to share Jeff. He has been speaking around the country, teaching and training people uh, just really about how to be the best version of themselves for over 25 years. He really works with people about how to love themselves and live life unapologetically and authentically. It's really just so beautiful because he's had the privilege to work with Jim Rohn, who's inspired him. And he really um, launched his first speaking company, Upward Bound Productions back in the late 90s. So this is not his first rodeo. He's laid down many successful businesses to pursue this uh, call full-time in ministry. He served as a youth pastor, an associate pastor, evangelist, and senior pastor. His previous ministry radio TV broadcast programs have reached over 145 million listeners worldwide. So he is here to just share his message with you. It's incredible. And he's also served humanity to really, um, like in hospice, as a hospice chaplain and a grief and crisis counselor, most of the people that he's worked with uh, through the time of death admitted that they never figured out why they were alive to begin with, which if you're listening to this podcast, like I know that's why you're here is that, that there's a conversation about life, that there's more to this, or there's more to me than what I'm up to. And so Jeff, just thanks for like bringing that to the conversation. And, you know, you've supported so many people through that. And he really just helps people to pass on with having settled their life and being married. Um, he's, so he's married for 22 years with four beautiful children and, uh, he's lost over 75 pounds, which I am excited to hear about all of this transformation. He has been in, he loves fitness and golf, being outdoors in nature. And of course, really helping other people believe in themselves and have their fullest life and live their dreams. So His first book, Destiny Moments, and also his second book, See You on the Field, are all available on Amazon. So we're going to cover some of that information. So he is an author, a coach, a minister, a chaplain. Like, what haven't you done, sir? (laughs) Well, Abigail, thank you, first of all, for the introduction. My goodness, I was trying to figure out who you were talking about for a moment. But uh, I love it. Yeah, thank you. You know, um, as you and I were talking about earlier, too, as we go through life, I've realized that I've done so much. And one of the reasons why I think I've been down this path is so every, everything that I've been involved in has taught me a little bit more about that sector of humanity. Or mm. really, when we get, as you know, your work with humanity, when we get close to humanity, we get close to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we can start to see the reflection of who we're supposed to be helping. And I think they're there on purpose, not only for what we're going to do for them, but what they're going to do for us. So every group that I've ever been a part of, whether that was with Jim Rohn, whether it was a pastor, a chaplain, 
all of those um, different parts of my life have just helped develop me and, and give me a deeper appreciation for humanity. Because I think we, uh, as coaches and speakers, we need to have a very broad um, perspective of humanity, mm -hmm. our, our net, if you would, our love and compassion for humanity. It needs to be very wide, right? Yeah. And uh, so, and, and believe it or not, I used to be very narrow. I, I lived in my own little box. It, it's surprising, and I hope we get a chance to talk about how to get out of your box, because that's one of the things that I love to talk about is, is how we form that box around us, how we live in it, and then and how we can actually break those walls down and, and become us to the fullest. So I'm excited to be with you, too, and I can't wait to, to hear your story. We're going to reverse these roles here really soon so that I can hear about your story as well. But thank you yes. for, for having me on today. Yes, and I definitely want to give that a shout out. Um, Jeff and I met each other in the speakers group and uh, it's Pure Potentials with Jackie McClanagan. And man, that's just amazing. And we're really both on, it's cool because we, like we've definitely, you're from Indiana, yeah? Yes, yeah. And so we're yep. both from Indiana. We're both growing. Like I'm hearing, I am feeling so um, related to you, Jeff, like what you're sharing about the different phases of life. I kind of joke. I'm like, I'm a cat who's knit, lived like six of her nine lives already. <laughs> and so I'm really hearing that in you. And then we, okay. for us to be walking these parallel paths and then meet and now both be launching um, podcasts, which Jeff's podcast, and we're going to really put that one on spotlight, live your, excuse me, your life empowered, which is yeah. just amazing. And so I can totally hear what you're up to. And I cannot wait to be joining you on that one as well. So um, share a little bit about that. You've, you've evolved. You've had many different layers of life. Yeah, sure. Layers of life. That's an excellent, it's an excellent conversation. And I think um, every, every time, if I look back over the history uh, of my, you know, of my career, Abigail, I've always, again, I always thought I was, I was doing something. I was, whether it was sales or whether it was Jim Rohn. And, and let me talk about this as we get to towards the end of our life and kind of fast forward a little bit to the chaplain work that I did, one of the things that I saw with people who, who were leaving the planet is they never got a chance to figure out who they were to begin with. And one of the reasons why we don't become who we're created to be is we get stuck in mm -hmm. who we think we should be, right? So we, we come out of, uh, of high school, we come out of college and we're on this track. Yeah. And that track a lot is influenced by those people that we respect. Yeah. Whether it's our parents, whether it's society, and, and our kids right now are facing this more than anything. They are under pressure to yeah. become. Yeah. Well, see, when you're under pressure to become, you gravitate towards anything that makes you feel bigger and better about yourself in the eyes of someone else. Mm. And I don't know why it's been my path, Abigail, but I have always, um, I've always if you would, held my head low. Mm. because I understand that I didn't want to become anybody. I didn't want to say I was anybody until who I was actually took over me. And, and then you get to that place where who you are just comes out of you. You're not pretending. You're not putting it on. You're not trying to please anybody. It's mm. just naturally who you, you are and you become that light, right? Just like you, you become that light and people gravitate towards you without saying who you are at all. Um, yeah. Now that takes a lifelong journey, doesn't it? Sure does. Self-discovery. Yes. In the purest form. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. And you know, um, I love what you said about children and like growing into, you think you're supposed to become something. Like I recall 
growing up and really seeking validation constantly. Yeah. Um, looking for, am I good enough yet? Am I good enough yet? Yes. Am I good enough yeah. yet? And I had realized at age, you know, 26, I was married and I was got divorced at age 26. And when I, in, only in retrospect, had I realized that this 16-year-old version of me had written the story up until that point. I remember, you know, like journaling diary or like you imagine your future. And I'm like, I'm going to be married with kids and a house and this. And like, that was my 16 year old mentality that planned out that future. And when it broke down and I wasn't an athlete anymore and I wasn't married anymore. And like this certain future, this, what I call my white picket fence didn't exist anymore. I I totally had to find out who I was and it was through the work of coaching that I really, what you're sharing. And I, I call it my, your essence. I'm curious what you call it. Like that spirit that resides in us when we really truly find out who we are and then that begins to shine and we don't have to say who we are. It literally just shows up with us. So like I, with my clients, I kind of have them look at what's your spirit, what's your essence. Do you have a word or a phrase for that discovering that for our listeners? Yeah, that, that's very well said. It's an excellent question, too. And here's the challenge with answering that question. I would probably, if you were to ask me maybe 10, 15 years ago, I would say spirit, right? Yeah. But today, there's so many definitions of spirit. I, I, I think essence is really powerful. But spirit is also powerful as long as our listeners, our viewers can detach religious or religion from spirit, right? Totally. Because sometimes people, they lump those together. But yeah. if I may, if I may use a spiritual reference, because I, I cut my teeth on on biblical principles. Totally. I used to kid. I used to kid when I uh, uh, when I was when I was teaching the doing high school assemblies. I would tell the kids I was drugged most of the time when I was a kid, right? Mm. And that's because my mom drugged me to church every time <laughs> the doors were open. She made sure I was there. And again, formation. Everything you're going through is formation for your yeah. future self. Everything. Nothing is wasted. I know I just shifted into a different direction, but it, it hits me. Nothing is wasted. So if, you, if you're listening and you're watching us, it doesn't matter what you've been through. I'll get back to that spiritual reference in just a second. Mm-hmm. I don't, it don't matter what you've been through. At any time you choose, you can become a brand new you. Mm. None of that stuff has to define you. It's refined you, but it has not defined you. Yes. So, so definitely don't hold on too tight because it'll keep you from going where, where you're supposed to go. But back to the spiritual reference, again, if I may, there's yep. an amazing piece of scripture in the Christian Bible that says this, that um, let this mind be in you as it was in Christ. Now, speaking of the Christ, mm-hmm. who thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, right? So that he might reach those that he was destined to reach. Yeah, just let that soak in just a second, right? <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so here, if I may just elaborate in my own words, here is God, God's identity himself is here going, no, no, no. I'm okay. You're going to get to me already. Yeah. I'm okay being nothing. So that in my nothingness, I can be everything to all people that I may just reach one. He wasn't a servant. Don't, don't miss that. He took upon the form of a servant, though he be Lord of all. 
Mm -hmm. I think that's most amazing. You and I do the same thing. We take upon the form of a, of a coach, of a mother, of a father, of a doctor, of a speaker. Mm -hmm. We take, that's the form. Mm -hmm. When people ask me, Jeff, what, what do you do? I said, well, I come in many different shapes, sizes, and forms, right? Because to a person who's dying, I, I, I'm a chaplain. Yeah. To a young person that's trying to figure out their way, I, I could be a coach. Yes. I could be a father figure. So, so we are not just one thing. We are the form of that, Abigail. Yeah. So, oh does that make sense? It makes more than sense. And I want to like, I just want to nail it home too, because that was so beautiful. And in my work too, and it's the same, we have to give up our ego to be yes. that we are, right? Because who we are can show up as a hundred different what's who I am is this like energy, right? It has shown up as teacher and manager and coach. Like you said, to certain people, I'm certain things, but to everybody, I am the gift that I am. I really want to share this because I, I, if I can, the same thing, if our listeners can walk away with some of this information today, it's just amazing. And, and really that we're all of one. I really um, relate to the human spirit yeah. as if we yeah. are all generated from this giant ball of energy and like we string out from it yet. We're all still connected because if you'll like, if you listen to me for more than like two days in a row, at some point I will say, I am you and you are me and we are we. And I'm totally picking up on what you're saying is like, we get to like, we're not less than no one's less than we're all yeah. just like delivering these gifts to each other and generating more greatness in the world. And it means yeah. so Jeff or Abby. <laughs> well, and, and you know, because we can't judge. And I, I believe in, in a divine intelligence. I believe I'm spoken to. Do you know what I mean? I believe that there's a voice behind me saying, oh, this yeah. is the way, walk ye in it, because I'm there I go. Yeah. But I, I remember early in my career, I just felt this impression, Jeff, don't judge him because he was you just a few steps ago. Yes. Yes. She was you. Just how could you look down on that when you just passed through that? Right. So we can't judge people because we don't know where they're at. Religious, not religious. We don't know any of that. And I think that type of thinking keeps us very small. It keeps us confined in a niche. Mm. And I think the uh, evolution, if you would, of our own journey is I think the universe is crying out. If I may share another uh, yeah. analogy, there's a passage of scripture says that all creation groans for the manifestation of the sons, not gender, humanity, creation, the sons of God or the creator. Yeah. So in other words, everything that's not mankind, humanity, mm -hmm. is life also. Mm -hmm. And that life realizes the supremacy of man, humanity. Mm -hmm. And in my terms, that life is saying, well, you guys just get your together because <laughs> we need you to finally be who you're supposed to be. Yes. So this whole world gets to be the way it was designed to be. And we all can be happy happy so yeah. I don't know what you do with that one but. oh my god no watch this one no. <laughs> you know there's two things out of like I mean a whole bunch of what I get but man it's just the idea that like you, the world is waiting for you to show up okay. and I I'm I'm big I am big on not fighting fire with fire like love to me love is just it's the most it's the highest vibration it's the highest form of energy and that with love, like if, can you imagine, this is what actually, thanks, because this is the intention of Hearts Unleashed, is to celebrate that if every heart 
were truly unleashed to its genuine, authentic, rich purpose and intention, this look at what this world would be. Imagine the just fear, love, and greatness that would be generated. There wouldn't be room for this hate. There wouldn't be room for the blame and the accusations and the wars and the fighting. Like I, there just wouldn't be any space for it. And so I just love it. Well, and you know, too, Abigail, that hate is self-centered. Every time I'm hurting my brother, I'm hurting myself. And most of the time, I would say, if not all the time, when I'm hurting my brother, Mm. I'm hurt myself because hurt people hurt Hurt. people, right? You you, you know that. Oh, totally. And it just totally capitalizes on what you were sharing earlier is like, you know, we're to to judge, to judge people at the phases of life they're in. It just isn't going to serve anybody because if we look back at being, you know, uh, a failure, or not being a failure, but like a, a moment in our life where we sensed failure, like a divorce or a loss or a job, something or all stories, right? But it's all these different phases of our life to cast judgment on anyone else really steals away. It's like kind of, it shines on our insecurity, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just, I call it spot it, got it. You can see it in others. It's something you don't like about yourself, right? <laughs> I got both hands and my feet are up in the air. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm like, yeah, I don't yeah. like her. And then, or I don't like him. And then all of a sudden I'm like, yeah. oh, that's because I'm being insecure. And really everything is just shaping us to become the fullest version of who we are. Yeah. You know, you strike something in me because I, I often say what you think someone else thinks about you is truly what you think of you. Yes. Have you ever done that? Have you ever, like, I admitted one time, I'm like, I really feel like I'm being a a know-it-all, and which is one of my insecurities. I'm like, oh no. And then people are like, I had no idea you thought that about yourself, you know? And it can really, it's totally your own dialogue. Yeah. I share a, I share an interesting part of my life. One of the major conversions of my life. It happened in an early morning hour that two, I don't know why it is in the universe, but two to three o'clock in the morning, funky things happen during that time <laughs> for me. Yeah. But I, I remember waking up and I was kind of half in and half out of consciousness. And Abigail, it's the most weirdest thing. And I don't think I've shared this on any, any live, any thing. So it's yours, you right? It's you're the first. So <laughs> What was so amazing was, is that I woke up and I was laying beside myself. Mm. I was having this out of body, if you would. But here's the kicker. Who I was looking at was not a physical form. It was a stream, if you would, of consciousness. And I heard this stream of thought. Mm. It was chatter, like a river of chatter. Yeah. it was so bizarre, right? Because the more I tried to figure out, I kept wiping my eyes to figure out if this was real, Mm. the more clear the chatter became. And the underlying content of the chatter was all self deprivation, all negativity, all self limiting. You're not going to every negative thing that you could imagine going through was like manifesting in this verbal chatter stream mm. that was going around me. I mean, from failure to business, to marriage, to loss, to dying early, to bankruptcy, to never becoming a, a successful business person, never becoming a speaker, everybody laughing at you. I could hear this stuff just pouring. Mm. Now, here's the kicker. Are you ready for this? I heard 
like someone physically behind me say, that is the real you. Yeah. And I thought, no, wait a minute. I'm a motivational speaker, pastor, preacher, teacher, guru. I am all positivity, Mr. Positivity. Yeah. And they said, no, you've been buffaloing yourself. Yeah. The reason why you come up against a blockade in your life is because truly behind all that stuff you put on on the outside, there's a self-limiting belief that yes. is dominating your subconscious. And Abigail, it's subconscious. It's not even conscious. It's the thought behind the thought. Right? Yeah. And I thought, okay, this is so weird. I jumped up, I wrote everything down in my journal and I said, okay, cause I do this with myself now. I prove everything. I demand that that thought proves itself to me. And I, I, I started watching and listening. A funny little analogy. I'm standing on the riverbank fishing, right? Yeah. Casting bait, reeling in. In the back of my mind, while I'm reeling, looking at all nature, taking it in, enjoying time with my son, is a thought. You're going to get snagged on the bottom of the river, and you're going to break your line and lose your, your lure. You've got to be crazy, right? Looming in the back of my mind. A couple yeah. of reels later, snagged on the bottom, lose the lure. That is a simple explanation driving down the road, pulling into the parking lot, there's not going to be a parking space for you. You're going to be a late to that meeting and yes. they're going to think you're the worst leader in the world. They're never going to hire you, Jeff, because you can't even make it to the meeting on. Yes. Yes. I started paying attention to my self-talk, my subliminal subconscious self-talk. Mm -hmm. And I realized that that voice was true, that that underlying was a negative image of myself and i started to go to work on that now this is like five six seven years ago right so um the last the last five seven years have been brilliant trying to uh go against that and rebuild that and that's what i help a lot of people in my coaching business do i help them identify that negative stream and mm. rebuild that so it replaces it and they can become the positivity that they're supposed to be so yeah. You heard it first right here on Abigail's podcast, right? That's amazing. And like, it's really just, um, it's everything over here. Like I can, I a hundred percent appreciate it. It's like, I feel like I have this little exclusive insight first off and it's, that is the work, right? That's what we're up to in the world. Yes. And I can't imagine a single listener that doesn't relate and that doesn't resonate with because, you know, especially in this day and age, 2018, I call it social media syndrome, but it doesn't just show up on the internet. It's very prevalent there where we create this idea of perfection, positivity, and we want people to believe we've got it all together. And yet I call her the inner critic, like that, that stream you're referring to that inner critic, just undermining you and having, you will have all that self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, you're a loser for me. It's, it's a little bit more, it's a little bit less censored, but like you're a loser. You're not going to do it. Yeah. You can't do it. You're a failure. It's some yeah. conversation. And then we actually buy into it. We believe it that yes. you know, you're like, you're going to be late. There's no parking spot or, um, you know, I catch myself because I got to be really careful. Sometimes I wonder about not jinxing, but like, um, just declaring something true that I don't want to actually be true. And, uh, you notice that with people, uh, sometimes I'll refer to it as like a rainy day, rainy day mentality, waking up, thinking about what's going to go wrong today. Yes. And you just totally find what you're looking for. Yes. And that can be yes. true in the completely opposite direction is 
if you wake up positive, you can totally find what you're looking for. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Earl Nightingale's The Strangest Secret. You mm. become what you think about the most. Oh. Earl Nightingale is one of the greatest authors I've ever read. Uh, awesome. And he wrote the book called The Strangest Secret. Mm. I got introduced to that book when I worked for Jim Rohn. And uh, I read that book. And, and the, the, the gist of that book is you become what you think about most. Now, here's the kicker. Because we don't, we don't keep that thought in a high enough priority of yeah. importance. We spin it and we go, oh, that's just that. Oh, that's just, it's not gonna work for you. Yeah. It's not gonna work for you, right? Yeah. Because you don't position it high enough as an authority, right? Whenever yeah. we take authority and lower it, we miss what authority is trying to speak into our lives because mm. we dismiss its credibility. Yeah. It doesn't matter how. Uh, I mean, it, the greatest teachers of the world, Buddha, Jesus, all that, Muhammad, all that walked the face of the planet, right? They had people that wouldn't listen to them. Yeah, <laughs> so, this right, isn't like, new. <laughs> it, it's like, it's nothing new. But here's, I, I, if I, I, you're doing the interviewing, but I'd love to get your spin on this. Mm. Where does that negative critic come from, Abigail? Oh. Well, Where you know, it come from? it's so interesting because there's two pieces to this my in in my response one is for generational like it came from your parents and your parents parents and your parents parents it came as far back as we can imagine right because it's just been handed down belief systems are handed down and really that's what it comes down to is do i believe in myself do i believe in the greatness of the world and like when we have you said it's the conversation behind the conversation i may be speaking i believe it but back here, I'm like, uh-uh, no way, no how. And it just, it's just, it's putting icing on a mud pie. It doesn't work out well. And it doesn't yeah. taste good either. And then there's another piece <laughs> of that is where does that come from is, um, this is not my, like, this is not original. I've, I've been through landmark courses, so I don't want to claim it all as my own. But they share in a, in a communication course is like this, that, it, that chatter, that voice, the ego is there when you're born all the way through till you die. Mm. It's mm. always present. Right. You're the one who chooses to engage with it or not. Right? right. So right. we can always choose to doubt ourselves or that slip to the negative side of the conversation. Or we can, like you said, I love it. Take it to the higher priority. I'm speaking positively to myself. I choose to create my life I choose to create it positively. And so you like you can speak louder than your inner critic. Yeah. Yeah. That's that that's well said. My wife Jody and I have this conversation a lot when we've gone through we've been married 20 22 years like you said um, when we've gone through our most difficult times Abigail we both recognize when that difficult time is upon us. Yeah. It comes with a pressure. It's yeah. a weight, anxiety, worry, fear, that's a weightiness, right? And when that comes on us, it dominates our central intelligence. Everything is spinning out of control because the one at the helm only sees that negativity, the, mm -hmm. the proverbial um, outcome, which is negative. Now, if you stay in that moment for a while, here's so critical for our listeners to understand. Yeah. Again, that is not your identity. This is what's happening to you, happening yeah. through you, but it is not you. 
Yes. To identify that negativity is not your birthright. Mm. Negativity, poverty, depression, fear, anxiety, worry, self-doubt, self-limiting beliefs, those are not your created birthright. They are adopted negative behavior through, like you said, Abigail, generations of crap. Mm. And, And so now we have to speak to the cycle breakers, those that are in generations that are listening to this type of podcast going, I'm resonating with you right now. There's a bell going off on your inside going, he's talking about me. She's talking about me. I'm a cycle breaker. I know it. Nobody (laughs) is affirmed it for you. Let Abby and I affirm it. You are one of those cycle breakers. So whatever you do, you, you cannot become what that thought is trying to get you to become. So what happens is if you, I, if, you can, if you can begin to understand and sense the negativity, if you just wait for a second, it'll lift. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden here comes clarity, mm-hmm. peace, centeredness. It's going to be okay. Have you ever gone, ah! <laughs> it's going to be okay, both within a few minutes apart. Yes. Right. Imagine children do how they do it. Yeah. In yeah. a second. Just like that. They yeah. just temper tantrum in a second and then they're they're I love you, mommy. It's uh-huh. like ah, I love you, mommy. We do that to ourselves, right? Yeah. You're both in love with you and hate you within a few minutes apart, right? Yes. And it just so takes which one of those are true? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And and that's the beautiful part of it is like we engage with our emotions such that we make them our identity, like who we are. And it's not who we are. We get to say so. And I love what you're sharing about the power that you can choose it. The negativity is always on the table as an option. I mean, it will always present itself as you can choose this or you can choose happiness and overcoming and like being bigger than that five minute circumstance. Um, I, I wish I could remember someone who shared it with me, but is this a five minute problem or a five year problem? You know, to really decide how much energy to commit to an upset, you know, because an upset is simply that. And it's not, again, who you are. It's what's going on. And life doesn't happen to us. We happen to life. Yes. And and I'm, I'm full of cheesy lines, but like the boiling water hardens an egg and softens a potato. Like, so the same circumstance can look very different with two people interacting with it. And so you get to choose your interaction with life. Yeah. And when those interactions are within yourself, I guess if I've, if I've done anything over my years, um, Abigail, it's, is, is, and I would encourage our listeners Mm. is no, know thyself. Yes. Your, your answer is within you. Now, there's an interesting theory, and I think I, I lean towards this theory. A lot of my theory comes from, again, the biblical foundation that I've laid inside of me for years, but I don't look at Scripture like some people look at Scripture. I don't look at Scripture as um, legalism or, 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 or religious ideology. I look between the lines to find truth. That has been passed down since the beginning of creation. I think all all about those books by people that are written like that. There's there's truth in there, mm. and 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 there's truth is what what sets us free, right? It's it's when we're in that mess and under that pressure, and here comes truth. The truth is it's going to be okay, 
And you got to pay close attention to that because it physiologically, it changes your whole posture. That tells you that there's power right there and that power breaks that negativity Mm. and there comes the light again. There comes the water, the rivers of living water start to flow again and everything's going to be okay. You said something earlier about the ego and then you start talking about our inner critic. Mm. Here's here's, Here's what I begin to glean. They are both in you Mm. at the same time. Yeah. That I'm just going to use the easy term. That negative me and the positive me are both in me at the same time. Now, I wish to God that I could kill the negative one. (laughs) But if I did, without it, the presence of the positive, we we, we wouldn't have this war, right? Now, I share this with you at a high level. There, there's a there's a principle that says that that one that is um, the negative is the fallen, the fallen man, the ego, the lower nature of man. Yeah. There's the higher nature of man, the spirit, the essence, the real, the truth, the pure, yeah. and the the fallen. If you would, you've got this story. So here's here's what I've gleaned: whoever is in the forefront mm-hmm. is the one that's driving my ship. Mm. That one is my identity at the time. Yeah. The longer this one stays in control of my life, they attract to my life recognition, lack of poverty, accidents, health problems. They literally are personifying everything I have in my life. That's oh. when when I met Jim Rohn. Jim, you, Jim told me he said, Jim, I came to Jim and I said, Jim. He said, how are you doing in your life? And I said, I got this list, right? And all these people on my list and things on my list are the reason why I'm not doing well. Nah. <laughs> and he says, he says there's, just, there's, there's just one problem, Jeff. He said, you are not on your list. Right? <laughs> Jim, it's not me. It's all this other stuff. He said, no, Jeff, it's you. So when I begin to start to identify which one of these personas in me are in the forefront. Yes. I built fantastic relationships with this guy. I mm. do amazing work in business with this guy. Yep. This guy, I don't know who I am. I want to mm. run and hide. I'm mm. worthless. I don't know. So I know a lot of coaches and a lot of therapy tries to tell you how to get rid of that one. I don't think yeah. you do. No. I don't think you do. I no. think you identify the strong one yep. and whichever one you feed is the one that grows, right? Is the one hey, that dominates man. that conversation. So. Amen. And really that right there is the difference between surviving and thriving. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's it. It's just so simple as you can choose both. Like, I mean, you always have the option and if to thrive is to choose that positive, powerful self. And it's it's amazing. And, you know, I heard you share the looking for the truths and the the generations back and far back and far back. And the one, one of those many, many, all the greatest and smartest and, and most prominent, the, one of the most prominent things that you shared was like, know thyself, love thyself, because to do that, you get to create your life from that. And it's, yes. it's true. That's choosing. And so I'm really interested in, you know, to, especially kind of to begin to like, wrap this up in a way, but like, really, you know, yourself, you love yourself and you totally celebrate yourself and like use your gifts in this world. So what does it look like for Jeff Croom to live hearts unleashed? Oh, wow. 
What an amazing question. For me, the bottom line is number one, being true to who I am every single moment of every single day. Number two, it's being willing to be naked and not ashamed. Yeah. Vulnerable. Gosh, Abigail, I put on so many different faces through my life and I've put on so many different personas and I've put on because I've walked in this business meeting, I put on because I shook the hand of that prominent person. I just, it's too heavy to carry. Mm. So living, living unleashed is simply just being true to who I am and it's loving other people um, for who they are. And then on a daily basis, it's balancing the scale. One of the things that I help people who are dying, as I tell them this, it's called reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Nothing owed, nothing due. Mm. When you get to the end of your life, your balance sheet should be zero. <laughs> A great accountant, nothing owed, nothing due. So I think if we posture our living, on our lives unleashed like this, our hearts unleashed, if we posture our lives at the end of the day, all of the guilt, the fear, the bitterness, the, the disgruntlement, whatever it is, the unforgiveness, the whatever, clear all that out. Nobody owes me anything. I don't owe anybody thing. It's reconciled. It's a balance of zero. And mm-hmm. I put my head on a pillow at night very comfortably. Yeah. And then knowing that the next day, living uh, your, your life unleashed is also knowing that today's a brand or tomorrow's a brand new day. Yes. There's so much vibrancy and opportunity and possibility, but you can't take yesterday into tomorrow because you spend tomorrow trying to undo yesterday and you miss 90% of tomorrow's energy in life. Yeah, that's amazing. It's really beautiful because, you know, visually I relate to people with how much baggage they have on their shoulders. You know what I mean? And not, I don't mean that in a negative make wrong kind of way. However, what you said about completing the evening, completing every day, completing your life and reconciling it with clients, I'll point out, you are not complete with what happened 10 years ago. Yes. You're still going to bed with that. It's on your back or it's on your shoulders. And, you know, we begin to drop that baggage. And the more we do, like, you're so clean and clear in the way that you show up. And, like, we get to meet who Jeff is because we're not dealing with who Jeff was or what Jeff's been through. You can share your stories so vividly because you're clear that that's not who you are. And I would love for our listeners to be able to walk away realizing I get to say who I am. My past does not dictate that. I dictate that. And it's just, I mean, thanks for bringing that to the light because it's so incredible. Yeah, you're so welcome. I've always said, and and I, I really, part of the core of my message is whatever follows your I am, you are. Oh, yeah. Got to be careful of what you say that whatever follows that I am because that's that's what you are and you know in further uh, further sessions and hopefully we'll get together do this again um, you know we could take people through some of that how how do they actually do that how how do they confront their past that may be hanging on how do they go in and start to change the mindset so they can develop positive habits how long does that actually take we can help them walk through some of that maybe on a different episode too so yes and I want to ask you just because I'm sure that there are plenty of people listening who are totally enrolled in your services how do they get to reach you and do that work with you yeah I appreciate that offer thank you so much the best way to get in touch is to go to my website Jeff 
jeffcroom.com, J-E-F-F-C-R-U-M, like Mary E. Edward.com. And I have a couple of free resources that I really encourage everybody to get. One is a 21-day video series called How to Have Your Best Life Ever. Mm. And it is amazing videos. There are two to three-minute videos that I send out to you for the first 21 days, and it'll really help you um, jumpstart. And then the second option is to go ahead and sign up for a free coaching call. I would love to spend 30 minutes just kind of this dialogue as I'm doing with Abigail. And uh, let me get to know you. You get to know me. Trust is a huge place or a part of, of transformation. And, uh, and then if we're a fit and you'd like to work with me going forward, there's just several different coaching packages that I offer that can help that. And then also, if, if you're an event planner, if you're looking for a speaker, you're looking for somebody to come in and uh, talk these types of principles and ideas and transformation to your group, um, I'd be happy to do that and honored as well. So, and, uh, and you all got to come to Miss Abigail's classes too. You got to sign up for her stuff. She is a brilliant, a brilliant soul and a light to humanity. So I'm honored to be on her show today. Yes, much appreciated. And just thank you for bringing such a meaningful conversation to the call today and to our listeners. You are just a joy. It is a pleasure to know you and it's a pleasure to get to like have these conversations with you. It's amazing. You are a gift. Mm -hmm. And really just again, from the beginning, who you are is radiance and joy and compassion. And it just, it's everything. Thank you for blessing us today. You're welcome. It's my privilege to be with you. Thank you, Abigail. Yes. And so you guys, thank you so much for spending the time to listen. It's always a pleasure. I hope that you glean some of your own information, knowledge, and breakthroughs from today. This has been Hearts Unleashed podcast. You can join us at heartsunleashed.com or abigailgazda.com. It is such a pleasure. I love you guys. Go live the life you love. Take care. Yeah. Today's Hearts Unleashed episode is brought to you by Conscious Ink Temporary Tattoos. Of course, these are no ordinary tats, and Conscious Ink is no ordinary tattoo company. In fact, they are not a temporary tattoo company at all. They're a conscious company that utilizes temporary tattoos, hats, and everything they can get their hands on to support people on their path. Conscious Ink Manifestation Temporary Tattoos consist of a dream list of positive words, inspiring quotes, healing affirmations, and empowering invitations. Even at the most basic level, these messages can have a profound effect by simply reminding us of our intentions as we go about our day. Every Conscious Ink Manifestation Tattoo has been thoughtfully designed specifically to convey the essence of the word, quote, or affirmation. I was personally excited to see they have a temporary tat that I permanently have on my ankle. This too shall pass. Another benefit of temporary tattoos is that they do pass. You can change them as often as you change your mood or as you shift from one intention to another. Conscious Ink tattoos are safe, non-toxic, and exceed the safety standards of the US, FDA, Canada, and the EU. Made in the USA, they contain no animal products or test on animals. So be sure to grab your Conscious Ink tattoo that keeps you on your path and motivated to create a life you love. You have been listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. 
I hope that you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you take it into your life and take the next action on your dreams. For more information, check out heartsunleashed.com or find me on Facebook at Abigail Gazda and Instagale at Instagram to keep the adventure going.